Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hands it away, coming left side, Cheney's got a hold at the 40, 45, he's the midfield, here we go, he's at the 40, of UAB, and Cheney's ran out of bounds, he goes bursting into Blazers territory, all the way down to the 30-yard line. A quick one-cut move, and Cheney has his biggest run as a hurricane. Once again, the running game gets Miami going. Joe Gacky, Don Bailey Jr., welcome back to the show, brought to you by Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Canes will be in Louisville Saturday night, 7.30. Our pregame will get underway at 3.30. And uh, we're going to bring on the outstanding play-by-play voice of the Louisville Cardinals, Paul Rogers. He'll be interested to know this if he didn't already see it. Breaking news from the NCAA. College basketball season will begin on November the 25th. NCAA says college basketball, uh, November the 25th will be the start date. A 27-game season, so they're going to chop off, I think, four games. Uh, but looks like we're going to have a college basketball season that will start Thanksgiving weekend. Paul Rogers is with us from Louisville. Paul, good evening. How are you? Doing good, Joe. Thanks for the news. I, I had not heard that. I knew that was sort of the general time frame they were looking at. Uh, I'm glad to know they got a date now. And anytime I look at the basketball schedule, I just want to know if we get to come to Miami sometime in the winter. <laughs> well, we, we enjoy going to the Yum Center. That's one of the great spots, one of the great venues. I don't know if they'll have fans or not this year, but it is one of the great venues. And, of course, before we jump into uh, uh, football, uh, you guys always have a great basketball team. and had a, a great team last year, but um, uh, got short-circuited because of the virus. Yeah, wasn't that just the weirdest time when we were all in Greensboro and uh, Louisville was getting ready to play? They had the double bye. And we were uh, that morning uh, getting ready to go to practice. That's where I record my pregame show with Coach Mack. Um, and, you know, things were beginning to fall apart, but you didn't know what was going to happen. And all of a sudden they called a halt to everything. And I remember the, I've told many people this story. Our plane flight back from there was probably the saddest flight I've ever been on in my life. Way worse than losing. It just it was the most empty, hollow feeling 
And uh, unfortunately, we're still kind of struggling, although we're, we're showing signs of life here. At least we got a football season going for now. Okay, so we got a big game coming up on Saturday, and uh, both these teams, uh, as we sit here on a Wednesday, have done a really nice job, a remarkable job of getting uh, to their first game. We're halfway to the second game, but it appears that for the most part, uh, both teams, their players have really taken this seriously and put themselves in a position to play. Yeah, Louisville's done a really good job, um, and there's probably a certain amount of luck involved, but I know they got on this really early on, and their medical staff has been so on top of things, and the players have bought into it. Uh, you know, they haven't put them in jail, uh, but they've made it clear, look, guys, if you're going out to a party, you're just going to jeopardize yourself and your teammates and plan this season. So anything you do, just be very careful in doing it. And so far they've done it. And, uh, you know, the, the conference has their protocols and so do the schools. And, and fortunately, so far, from Louisville standpoint, uh, they fared quite well. Uh, normally, University of Miami would be rolling into Louisville. Uh, big game. I think the last time we were there, it was uh, a blackout. Uh, what will the uh, what's the protocol for this one? Is it twelve thousand fans? They're limiting it to twelve. They actually had a little less than that Saturday night. I think it was eleven thousand eight hundred or so. Uh, game day is coming here, as I'm sure you know, but I don't know how exciting that will be because you can't have your uh, crowds of people hanging around waving their signs and the like. But it'll add a little bit of atmosphere. Uh, you know, the, the the fans who were there were enthusiastic, but it's just not the same. I mean, you don't have the extensive tailgating. You don't have the band marching on the field. You don't have the cheerleaders. Um, and I would assume you found it this way. Once the game got going the other night, I found myself in a pretty normal rhythm with my broadcast crew and with the mechanics of the game. But it's really just kind of the whole atmosphere around it leading up to it and so forth is just so much different. The protocols of getting into the stadium uh, you can't have a sideline reporter. Uh, so it's it's a different environment for sure. But once the game got going, it felt pretty normal. Yeah, a little, a little bit different. Uh, but uh, this is what we have, so I'm more than happy to take it uh, this year. Paul Rogers, the voice of the Louisville Cardinals, is with us. Meanwhile, on the field, uh, Louisville finished strong last year. Scott Satterfield, this will be the third time the University of Miami has seen him in like four years. He was the head coach at App State. Uh, he's put together and is, is known for – uh, being able to run the football really well. But not only does Louisville run the ball well, you've got some really good weapons on the perimeter uh, perimeter that produce some big plays for you, or a lot of big plays. Yeah, yeah, that's been the really interesting thing. When he came here last year, everybody knew his history with running the football. He's had at least one 1,000-yard rusher every year. I think one year at App State he had two. Uh, and I think people got a little bit of the wrong impression that this guy's going to just run the football. Well, he does. He wants to, and everything's predicated on that. But they run it and run such an, an innovative and creative offense as what happens is it opens up these huge plays in the passing game. They had another 70-yard touchdown pass the other night. They've had tons of these big plays. They had three, four scoring drives, I believe, last week of at least 85 yards, two of them over 90. Um, they have explosive speed at receiver and running back to two at well, you may remember from last year and JV and Hawkins, and they've added another uh, wickedly fast receiver, Braden Smith, his first game last week, he had four catches for 110 yards. So it, it is predicated on running the football effectively, but what that has done is it has opened up these big plays through the passing game. So it's been a, a terrific offense. Now, defensively, certainly they struggled last year. You, you saw maybe their worst defensive game. 
when we were down there and kind of took a thumping, 52 to 27. Jaron Williams looked like an All-American that day. Um, but Louisville does have a, a fair amount of defensive talent back, and, and most importantly, they have the same defensive coordinator back from last year. Louisville's players had played four straight years with a different defensive coordinator, so it was kind of like starting over every year. Now this year they're finally in a situation where they can pick up uh, where they left off last year. Paul Rogers, the voice of the Louisville Cardinals, with us as we preview Miami and Louisville on Saturday. As the Hurricanes roll in there, what would be uh, a concern that Louisville might have regarding the University of Miami? Well, the obvious one, uh, Derek King, the great uh, dual-threat quarterback uh, that came there. Come run, Harris had the big running game last week. Uh, so I, they're always going to be trying to stop the run and, and contain King. Uh, that's you know He's known for breaking the plays with his run, but, but we know he can throw it as well. I mean, Lamar Jackson fought that stigma all his career. Oh, he's just a runner. Well, no, he could throw it pretty well, too, and I know Derek King can as well. So I, I think that's probably the main concern. And then, uh, you know, the, the what Miami did defensively certainly was respectable against uh, uh, UAB last week, holding them under 100 yards rushing and uh, 300 yards total. So, uh, you know, they're going to be looking at that, too. I know Quincy Roach has made quite an impact coming in, and actually both your ends when, when uh, Phillips came in from UCLA and Roach from Temp- Temple uh, made their presence felt the other night. And Louisville knows where those guys are going to be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing this matchup. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I'm glad both teams are uh, getting an opportunity uh, to be on national TV. Coach Satterfield, I, I, you know, comes from Appalachian State, had a good reputation. I don't know if he was on the radar or not. And you mentioned uh, fans trying to warm up to to uh, his run game, but this guy's always won. I, I think he's uh, seems to be a very focused guy who, who really understands what what his identity or what his program wants he, he guess what I'm trying he wants to know he knows what he wants his program to look like he does and and he the players just just love his coaching style i mean he's intense so don't get me wrong and and they coach hard but they really coach in a positive frame of mind the the joy the most fun about last year was watching the complete 180 degree change from the year before where these guys just looked like they were miserable and, and played that way. And as soon as Satterfield came in, he, he admitted these guys needed some love <laughs> and some tough love at time, but they needed some love and, and they created a, an environment and, and a togetherness that this team really brought into. And, and they have great fun together. They, they have these legendary locker room celebrations that are a blast to watch uh, after games and uh, when he was named the coach, a lot of people didn't know a lot about him. And, and uh, at the time, Louisville was looking hard at Jeff Brom, the former Louisville player who was the coach at Purdue. And when Jeff decided, no, he wasn't quite ready to leave Purdue, it left a lot of people disappointed. But then after Satterfield came here and they saw what he was doing, a lot of people thought, you know what, <laughs> maybe this should have been the first choice all along. So the fans here are really pleased with what they've seen with Coach Satterfield. All right, so I'm really speeding here, but if we do get to a basketball season, they say it's going to be the 25th. How good will Louisville be this year? Well, they got some question marks. I mean, they lost some really good people off last year, guys like uh, Jordan War and, and Stephen Enoch, but they, they do have uh, some, some young players, particularly um, uh, Ray, uh, 
well, good grief, I'm so focused on football, I've just gone blank on everybody on the basketball team. But they brought in a couple of grad transfers as well. And uh, they'll be contender. I, I imagine when all is said and done, you know, Duke's going to wind up being a, a preseason favorite. I, I know, I think Miami and Florida State, or uh, Florida State in particular, are going to be highly regarded. I think Louisville will probably be in the in the top third or so. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm eager for the season. I'm I'm a little wary of it. I I, I can't imagine we're going to play it with many, if any, fans. And and I'm not even sure about our position. And I'm wondering if they might want to keep uh, the broadcasters off the floor and broadcast from elevated positions, which you do in some arenas anyway, but yeah. uh, in our place and at your place and in most places, we're still on the floor. And I'm wondering if they might want to uh, move the broadcasters up off the floor. I think those are all things that are going to be worked out in the next couple of months. Yeah, we might have the whole arena to ourselves. All right, before I let you go, what was more strange, uh, the Louisville football game with 12,000 fans or, or the Kentucky Derby? That didn't have anybody, right? <laughs> yeah, that was very strange, too. As a matter of fact, I did not go. They allowed very limited media, uh, a few uh, ownership connections. So that was my first derby in 52 years that I have not uh, worked or attended. Uh, I did get to go to my first derby party, which was kind of fun, but uh, I did miss it. Yeah, that was a the people I talked to when I told people I was really disappointed I wasn't there. Uh, their response was, well, don't be too disappointed because it just really – was not the derby it didn't feel like it at all it was a terrific horse race but but there just wasn't much uh, fun and festivities around it so that's that's the times we're in these days and hopefully in a and uh within the next year we'll be out of it and back to normal all right paul thanks for joining us on the show i really appreciate it good luck to you in louisville on saturday i'd like to say we'll see you saturday but uh we'll have a different kind of connection set up <laughs> yep, I was going to say the same thing. I, I'm sorry I won't be seeing you, but uh, glad to talk to you, Joe. All right, take care. Appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm. All right, that's uh, Louisville, University of Louisville, uh, play-by-play voice Paul Rogers joining us on the show. Don Bailey Jr. Uh, rejoins us here momentarily. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.